Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 59 of Season 5 of Movie Around Minutes, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki our way through the 1990 Bruce Willis action flick, Die Hard 2, Die Harder, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Little Ant, I did it again, is Lil, Lil, is Lil Eddie O'Hare. From the Super Live Adventure Podcast. Welcome back, Eddie. Yippee Kaye! Yeah, at least you get that right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't say. I'm happy to I, be here. I, I had trouble two seasons ago. I have having trouble now. I can't get the word <laughs> little out of, out of my mouth. I don't know. <laughs> and I know you, and you're not little. Well, you know, well, you know that that's the joke. There are four I understand Eddies it. My, I know. Yeah, yeah. There are four Eddies in my family, and I'm the little one. Um, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, minute fifty nine begins with Stuart turning on his mic and ends with a shot of a half burnt doll on the ground. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So. We ended things yesterday with, uh, you know, the seeing the aftermath, the immediate aftermath of, of this plane uh, crashing into the ground, exploding, lots of explosions, lots of flames, lots of screams, uh, lots of people looking on very, uh, very unhappily. And the only people that are happy about this are, are Stuart and his men. Uh, at least according yeah. to the script, Thompson's very happy, but we don't we don't see a smirk from him here. Yeah. You know, so. No, no, no. And the composition of this opening shot, it's so because you have Stuart in the foregrounds, you have, you know, two other men. No, you have Thompson, um, Baker, um mm-hmm. then then the Garber, and the one in the back. Oh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh yeah. Yeah, well, well I'll I'll say his I'll yeah. yeah, but you have you have two men looking at control panels, and then you have two men who are just kind of in the background looking at Stewart. Um, and uh, it's just weird to notice, you know, it's to Baker, remember Baker, that, that Baker, Baker and Thompson. Baker, yeah, okay. yeah, Baker and yeah, and that all of this is happening in a church. Um, and you oh no, sorry, sorry, let me rephrase that. That's actually that's Con that's sitting there. Yeah, that's Con. That's Tom Verica. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's he's actually very very familiar. So right, it's it's Khan and, and Thompson that are there. Baker Baker's still uh you know I guess uh, I, actually so there we yesterday we were talking about who the two guys that were missing were. So we have you know Baker and uh, and Burke are both missing. They're yes. they're both on uh, patrol at this point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, to you know to to re- just a reminder here, you have you know in the background there's an open door with with the light from outside creeping in and uh, uh, there's a, a, a white cross in the door. And all of a sudden you, you remember that they're doing all these horrific things from a church. Correct. Um, which adds a whole extra layer of evil to, to well, they were to turning it into a daycare center. So I don't know. <laughs> you sort of got to, I, I, maybe they get a pass for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm. There's, you know, it's still, yeah, the, the, the imagery, the imagery really stands out. Here. Yes, for sure. You know, so it's, it, maybe it's not considered hallowed ground anymore. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. 
So then Stuart, mm. we, we see he, he's he, the, the look on his face. He's still as cold as ever as he starts uh, lecturing. And he goes, that concludes our object lesson for this evening. If the 747 we requested is ready on time and General Esperanza's plane arrives unmolested, further lessons can be avoided. And then he says out, meaning, you know, that which, which is something you it's, it's a military term that, to do that. It just seems strange that he would continue with that. Maybe it's just force of habit. Yeah, yeah, just just instinct, force of habit. Yeah, and it's it's very much that moment, you know, when you're a kid and adult, uh, not necessarily hits you, but does something really sudden to get your attention and just snap you out of it and go, "Hey, listen, you're gonna do exactly what I say right now," you know, and and you know, just just really just like you know, you feel like you've just been punched in the stomach. Yeah, and and he has no regrets about anything that 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 he's doing. And it's just, hey, listen, you're you're not listening to me. Get this done right now. That's right. You just cost the lives of two hundred plus people. That's it. You know, listen mm-hmm. to me. Make sure I need I need two things from you. That's it. I need the seven forty seven, and I need Espr- and I need you not to go anywhere near Esperanza's plane. That's all I need. Everything else mm-hmm. is fair game. You know, which is which is yeah. uh, it's interesting because he. he 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 doesn't have very. I mean, his demands are important, but he doesn't have a long list of demands. No, no. You know, he he's the type of guy. I mean, he, he's looking at it from military, uh, you know, precision of how he's how he's dealing with stuff. So the idea is, okay, you know, this is what I need to do. I need to do A, B, and C. That's it. Nothing else. I don't care about yeah, anything else. Yeah, and. And it's also like just direct contrast. You remember when, uh, when Hans Gruber finally got on the radio and listed all of his demands, and he, you know, he's asking for all these different people to be freed, and the Asian, Asian Dawn, Dawn. Movement, and you realize I read you're, about them in Time. <laughs> I read about them in Time magazine, <laughs> and uh, you know, and here it's you know, this is what a terrorist is is much more direct and simple. It's you know, I need one, two, three, boom. Um, and that's it. Right, because these are the things that 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 Stuart really needs. You know, Hans Gruber, on the other hand, yeah, didn't yeah. need any of those things. That he was using just to, yeah. uh, you know, just to waste time. That was the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't a stall tactic. You know, these are these are actual demands. You know, so, you know, but are they really actual demands? I mean, we'll we'll get there later. With with uh, you know, with with what what do they really expect? You know, actually, you won't get there later with me. Mm-hmm. I, I I will get there later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I mean, I'll, I'll I'll give everyone a little bit of a mm-hmm. of, of a, a preview. I mean, there are far too many people in in the 747 hangar. You know, when when we get there, mm-hmm. when when Stuart and his men are there. <laughs> you know, because yes. right now there are seven of them alive. <laughs> there will be less <laughs> at that point, and there's still tons of people mm-hmm. running around. But we'll, we'll we'll get there in a, yeah. in, a in a few months. <laughs> we'll 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 mm-hmm. pick that one apart, trying to figure out who those people are. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And then the, the the shot changes, and we we get to see Trudeau and Lorenzo, uh, back. You know, who 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 are yeah, who both look realize suddenly realizing they are clearly out of their depth. Yes. Yes. Um, Lorenzo for sure. <laughs> And if if you look, you can see that that he is holding the binoculars. 
So they, they haven't gone that far. He hasn't dropped them. Or if he did drop them, he picked them up. And then he puts them down, actually, in this minute also. Yeah. So, you know, and you see the very tip tip of the binoculars. So they they, they do that well. <laughs> do, you, do you actually know when uh, people started creating binoculars? Like when they started using them? Do you have any idea? I'm trying to think, like, is that um, – because I'm trying to think, like, the earliest I can think of – I'm guessing they probably would have been used during wartime. Um, I'm guessing some, somewhere in the 19th or early 20th century. It was the 17th century. 17th century. Okay. Yeah. It, it was around the same time that they invented the telescope um, because oh, okay. people realized that there are advantages of mounting two of them side by side so that you have uh, binocular vision. You know, because the whole idea is, you know, as as we all know, you know, our eyes do not see the exact same thing. You know, you have your dominant eye and you have your, your, uh, I guess, your regular eye. <laughs> and so the, the, the idea is, is that when you're looking through uh, either glasses or when you're regular, looking regularly through both your eyes, so then you, you get the three-dimensional uh, image that, but when you're looking through a telescope with just, or a monocle or whatever, just like one of them, so you don't have the three, the you don't you don't get the, the the three dimensions on it. So basically, a binocular is two refracting telescopes that are mounted side by side, and they're aligned to point in the same direction, and therefore they allow the viewer to use both their eyes, you know, in order to view distant objects. Yes. Um, and they are used. You can have them for a whole bunch of different sizes, but they're usually uh, something that are handheld, you know, sometimes you would have, uh, you know, opera, opera glasses, you know, like the little ones that you see in movies where, where, the, you know, they're holding up the, the, the thing in order to, to see closer the people who are screaming while they're singing. And, and then, uh, you also have, uh, you know, military models that are humongous that, that are like mounted on something in order to, to look mm. through it. Yeah. So yeah. So pretty much they've they've had binoculars ever since they first uh, created the uh, the telescope. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's really really cool to think about that. You know, I, I also wouldn't have thought that it was something that was that that happened at the same time. But I guess people were pretty interested in order to, you know, to say, well, you know, we're looking through, uh, you know, one one one, uh, you know, a, mon a monoscope. So. Or why don't we try and use two of them so that we can actually see what we really see in real life? <laughs> you know, three dimensions. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, yeah, I'm thinking back to like old movies you see of like, you know, uh, explorers or pirates in like the 17th or 18th century. And they always have like, you know, the huge spyglass um, mm -hmm. that right. they're looking at. You wouldn't, you know, um, uh, you know, binoculars don't really come into play. But, you know, as you're saying, they, they've definitely had them at that time. Sure. Hmm. I, I, okay. Uh, makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cool. And, uh, you know, as Lorenzo puts them down, we, we see that, like, he, he moves his hands in a very strange way. You know, is he, uh, is he angry? You know, like he just abruptly he, turns around and walks away. Yeah, he just feels completely uncomfortable and wants to get out of there as fast as he can. Um, whereas Trudeau is in complete shock. Um, he might be in shock, and... but he's, you, you can see that he's also deep in thought. He's, he's 
Trudeau is a thinker. Lorenzo's not yes. a thinker. Lorenzo Lorenzo is the type of guy who who you know asks first. Uh, wait, he think uh, acts first, thinks later, and Trudeau's the exact opposite. Yeah, Lorenzo's got to get out of there, and Trudeau's trying to think. He's trying to figure out: is there anything he can do at this moment? Right. Like, what can I do to to to, to help the situation right now? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know that that type of thing. And you know, like, what 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 are my options? And Lorenzo yeah. was just like, all right, I'm pissed. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like turns around and, and walks away, and then we we get the the shot of Trudeau, which you know you mentioned yet uh, yesterday. You know the the one of the shots of of Trudeau uh, could have been used in in uh, Thompson's campaign, but I think here also could have been you know show that that he he can look very presidential, yes, you know, or very very political uh, with the way that that uh, you know he looks down. You know, it reminds me of that. You know, the famous shot of uh, of JFK. You know, deep in thought. You know, you have the the uh, the, the big the, the portrait of him. You know, so it's, I guess maybe they're trying to compare that type of thing. And then uh, the, the the shot changes, and we see a bunch of uh, ambulances and fire trucks uh, on the runway. Uh, once again, there isn't very much snow on this runway. Uh, there, there's there's parts that 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 have nothing and parts that have some. Maybe maybe this is what they were talking about with the, um, you know, with with the with the the, the snow uh, blankets that you just see part of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could tell there's there's definitely like a a clear path. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you can also see a lot of tire tracks. Oh, but tire tracks are from the ones that have gotten there before them, because when they do reach. Yeah. When they when they do reach the, the the crash site, you see that there are already other uh, emergency vehicles that have reached it. So the, okay, that that's not a mistake. That's something that's there. But they they do a great job of giving us a tracking shot of one of the of the ambulance, you know, driving by. So we sort of get like a drive by look at the the damage. You know, you see like all these different parts of of the plane and, or, or possibly luggage and stuff like that, you know, as there's smoke billowing out of things. Now, one of the things that, that Rennie Harlan mentions on, on the, um, on the commentary here is, is that they went out and bought, you know, destroyed plane parts in order to use them here. And they put them. Oh, yeah. So these, these are, uh, genuine, uh, uh, I don't know, airplane, uh, seats and, uh, debris. Genuine airplane debris. How's that? <laughs> um, in order to scatter it around, I guess parts of it, some of it, they needed to light on fire and stuff like that. But but as the the, the tracking shot continues, we see you know rescue workers running towards the the plane. We see you know a uh, um, a fire truck uh, with uh, lots of water being sprayed on the whole area, and it continues with the tracking shot, and then we see. Uh, more hulks of, of the, you know, parts of the plane. You know, he, he actually said in the thing that they went and bought, like, destroyed engines and destroyed cockpits and things like that in order to to throw that all in here. You know, it's like the idea that, you know, they say, throw it, wow. throw in the whole kitchen sink, but here it's throwing the whole uh, airplane. You know. Yeah, well, it's also, shot, it, it's kind of weird here because I'm so used to, to, just in my head, fire trucks are red. 
um, you know, and you realize around around the country that they're, you know, a, a lot of them are also yellow. So to see the yellow fire truck here is is uh, um, kind of a weird. I didn't realize what that was at first. Ah, okay. Um, but you're right. It, it it is it is it is it is it is definitely a fire truck. And I guess I guess in the D.C. area or wherever they were filming, they happen to yeah. be yellow. And we even see we even see um, the, the the wheels of the plane that are snapped off. You know, as as this tracking shot goes. Oh. Now, when I look at this, I, it looks to me that the the that that they put like debris from more than one plane down there, because you see in the back, uh, the 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 tail end of the air of the of the airplane, because you see the big W. Okay, but but it looks a lot larger. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where like you don't realize how big a plane is, you know. Um, you never really just to see. You yeah, never realize how big a plane yeah. is until it's well, broken I, into many little pieces of debris for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and just to see everything scattered about. Uh, yeah. Yep. And then we come up on our hero. Yes. We see John walking walking through the debris, uh, looking around. You know, thankfully he has Barnes' coat, even mm-hmm. though the, the the flames would probably warm him up a little bit. Do you, do you notice that there's <laughs> that there are flames coming out of the of the tires of like the the inside of the the wheels? You know, there's probably like some guy there with a torch. Oh yeah, some, some guy just like okay, make that torch, <laughs> turn that torch on. Yeah, yeah, that must be remote. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then John stops and looks down and sees in the snow-covered ground uh, a a burnt doll. Oh, as if it wasn't it wasn't painful enough. We had to put this right on the nose and just uh, yeah. yeah. Tomorrow yeah, we'll get that. a little bit into a little bit more into the whole idea of of this doll and why it's there and stuff like that. There's there there's a reason okay. for it. Um, Yes. You know, okay. So we'll, we'll, we shall okay, get so we'll, there. Um, and actually, uh, that, that's pretty much everything that I have for this minute. There, there isn't that much that is really happening because they, most of the minute is either Stuart talking or the tracking shot of of the plane. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, it looks it looks great. You know, once again, not the crash, yeah. but the, it's filmed really well. You know, to give us a a very yeah. uh, genuine and intense look at what it is that 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 has happened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, the previous minute fifty eight was the impact and and explosion, and this is uh, the aftermath, and just kind of you know that minute for the audience to take in everything that Correct. just happened. Um. You know, with of course the button of this doll that we're going to yes, discuss tomorrow for sure. Uh, All right, you have anything else before we get into the script? No, no. What do we got? Okay, so the script is also very, very short for this minute. We we have uh, short speech, which is the exact same uh, speech. Nothing's changed there, and except that he doesn't say out. It just says he disconnects, and then it says on the runway a long dolly shot at night. Firemen and medics scramble over a cast of metal and fabric that used to be an airplane. Water everywhere. Snow melted for 100 yards around around the explosion. Pieces of luggage. Fragments of people's lives. Toys, purses, books. A woman's bloody shoe. McLean weaves through the workers, glazed eyes, 
uh, glazed eyes looking at the plane. And that's it. That's all we got here. There's, you know, tomorrow we'll have a little bit of an extra thing that happens here that, that doesn't happen in the movie. Just a little bit of a spoiler. Um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I find it interesting that the script says that the snow is cleared for 100 feet around when actually the snow seems to be thicker, closer. <laughs> well, because um, if it was real, because if it was real snow, it would have melted. But since it's fake yeah. snow, it doesn't melt. And what's funny is like even in this last close up of the doll, it's it's like and the longer I look at it, the more it becomes evident that that is not real snow. It almost looks like um, it almost looks like salt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that is what it is. I think it is salt because it does not look like uh, doesn't look like those cornflakes that they use. The cornflakes, I think they use more for the for for falling snow. But in this case, yeah. it's, uh, you know, yeah, it, it looks like it because in some places it actually looks even crystallized. You know, if you look at the exact mm -hmm. if you look at the 60 second mark, it looks like, you know, it looks like parts of it is is white salt like uh, crystallized uh, pieces. Yeah, yeah. It just just looks like clumps of rock salt, you know. Yeah, the kind of stuff you would actually use to melt snow. That's right. <laughs> Which means that it'll, it will stay stay there. You know, which is why it doesn't melt. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be melted by the the fireball of the plane, but it's not going to melt because there's nothing to melt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Very good. So every Thursday we have a segment called Aviation Thursday, where my guests will give their top five uh, movies that are somehow related to aviation, whether it be you know an airport, an uh, airplane. Uh, something in space could be anything. So, uh, what have you got for us, Eddie? So this one was was a little tricky, just trying to narrow down how much, how important the airport or airplane factor um, was uh, to the movies that I was picking, and trying to narrow it down and figure out whether out something really qualifies. You know, anything qualifies. Anything qualifies. <laughs> well, it just just in terms of how I was making the list for myself, right? Okay. Um, and the and the criteria I was using. So uh, I will mention honorable mention quick uh, is Catch Me If You Can from 2002, um, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Leo DiCaprio. A whole big portion of that has him in and out of airports uh, and him posing as an airplane pilot um, in order to move about the country. Um, uh, number five uh, uh, is Sully from 2016, mm -hmm. um, uh, which talks about a near disaster. Do you um, remember when that airplane. happened? Airplane, the miracle on the Hudson. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And the thing I love about that movie, uh, you know, especially for from someone who grew grew up in a family with a lot of civil service workers, um, it, it to me it shows everything going right. Um, and you know, just the way everything kind of comes together for every factor, uh, you know, from, from the coast guard to, to everyone, you know, trying to, to do the rescue from that, um, just the way it works. I, I find very inspiring. Great. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, number four, uh, most recent film list from 2022 is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, uh it just 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 incredible flight sequences and and the way that they did um 
just all of that air choreography uh real real marvel um number three uh which i believe was on one of my lists from last time my one of my favorite diehard movies uh was diehard on air force one and the movie's air force one from 1997 uh of course the whole thing takes place on a plane uh and harrison ford get off my plane (laughs) uh Uh, number two, uh, is up in the air from 2009 starring George Clooney as a, um, as a guy who spends all of his life, uh, in an, you know, all of his life in and out of airports, uh, cause he constantly travels for his job. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's one of those real slice of life dramas, uh, you know, that, um, you know, that that's one of those movies that just, if you're in a weird funk, um, uh, you know, or just just need something to relax. Uh, Up in the air is one of those one of those go to movies for me to 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 put on and just kind of, you know, um, cool down and think about what's really important and, and watch uh, great cameos uh, uh, of people getting fired. <laughs> oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, to me, like the the what I hope is the consensus number one. Um, for this category, but but to me, to, the the only movie that could ever top this list is Airplane from 1980. <laughs> uh, it's everything that happened in the airport and the airplane. So many iconic moments, iconic performances. Uh, uh, my favorite uh, being Robert Stack uh, going through the airport, dealing <laughs> um, with all of the the you know people trying to hand out brochures. Uh, <laughs> just a great martial <laughs> arts sequence. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I also am. I love how he takes his sunglasses off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Takes his sunglasses off and he has another pair of sunglasses underneath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Yeah. Great. Thank you for that. So, Eddie, you want to uh, let people know once again where they can find you? Sure. I'm on Twitter at Lil Eddie O'Hare. Uh, you can catch me uh, every Tuesday on the Super Live Adventure podcast uh, hosted by jo- uh, by John Zaluga and Chris Sorrentino. Uh, and uh, I, I, I call in with uh, – I leave voicemails, leaving capsule movie reviews. Uh, every time I go see, so, you know, some, sometimes, sometimes, you know, uh, when they listen to voicemail, sometimes it's one, sometimes it'll be three or four, depending on how long it's been. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, also you can catch my other podcasting work, uh, on the wicked theory podcast, the DCTV report, uh, which just came back for a reunion special where we covered the flash finale and the end of the Arrowverse. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And I do have another project in the works that may or may not be, uh, uh, movie related, but I'll, I'll give some more, some more fleshed out details about that, uh, tomorrow. All right. And great. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review and subscribe to any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Around Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter, or you can find me on my website, Move Around Minute dot com so eddie you feel like coming back in tomorrow to finish things off since since you have been you know getting people you know dropping hints that that tomorrow you might have something interesting to say i'm pot- not that you've been say, not that you haven't had anything interesting to say all week. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's go for it. <laughs> All right. Well, until tomorrow, yippee ki yay. Yippee ki yay. If you're fond of sand dunes and salty air, quaint little villages, it 